Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ball Caps and Bagpipes. I am the Glasgow Comets, John McKayla. And I'm Jason Durr, former league president. And Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. Jason baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. Oh, we're going to go there. I'm just trying to keep it simple tonight. We've got a lot of guests on. So we do. I'm we have to keep a massive short panel. Simple. Yeah, for anyone watching the stream, as you can see, we have a massive panel here. Uh, basically, the reason for that being that tomorrow is opening day. In Scottish baseball, the Baseball Scotland National League 2021 season finally gets underway tomorrow after what's got to have been the longest off-season that any of us have experienced uh, with the pandemic, uh, with, you know, the delays to the start of the season. Finally, we do get some baseball in and uh, we've got uh, some coaches, some managers and some luminaries from uh, teams across the league on this week uh, to talk to us about tomorrow and what they expect from their teams in opening weekend and beyond. Um, let's first off start by introducing everybody, uh, Jason. So to my right on my side, probably my left on the stream, is Rory Dunn of the Edinburgh Cannons, who looks like he's been in a bit of a bar fight. By the way. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> you miss the story about it there? We'll let him talk about it later. So Yeah, yeah you can tell the story later on in the stream welcome back Rory it's a pleasure always as always to have you uh, with us uh, I hope how many that fingers <laughs> I got up Rory how many <laughs> <laughs> he's probably there was drunk. a baseball always... bat involved yeah. <laughs> down there uh, down there is uh, my head coach uh, Jason Stott Glasgow Comets how you doing finally got you on the show Jason thank you so much for joining us uh, not a problem yeah um, and uh, below me is uh, Stephen Evans. Welcome to the show, Stephen, coach of Glad the Granite City Oilers. Glad to be here. Yeah, you made it back to Scotland just in time. Uh, yeah. You've uh, <laughs> been over in the States the past couple of years. You're finally back permanently. And uh, <laughs> to have you back in the league, man. Uh, let's talk Good about to be that. Here. There's Jim Seahart of the Glasgow Galaxy. Thanks. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. And, no, thanks, uh, pleasure. By He's, he's joined by a teammate of his, Andrew Sweeney, who's down there. It's not going to line up for you anyway. It's going to be like, yeah, okay, he's up that way, that way. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to work really well in the podcast version. So, yeah, he's down this way and then that way. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, a bug. Thank you so much for joining us, Andy. Uh, it's good to have you on the show, finally. Uh, down the very bottom there in the centre is Mr. Sylvain Morisot of the Edinburgh Diamond Devils. Evening, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm glad that you've managed to make it. You've uh, had a bit of a hectic day, from what I've heard. Um, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and down on the uh, the bottom, that part nailed it. As uh, Jason West returning to the show, the head coach and uh, founder of the Tapeport Breakers. Welcome back to the show, Jason. How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for coming back. And uh, guys, welcome. Uh, it's uh, a pleasure to have you all with us to talk about. What well, feels like it's been an infinity in coming, uh, the opening weekend of the 2021 Baseball Scotland National League season. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this is probably the most anticipated weekend that any of us have had uh, since this league has been uh, in existence. Let's begin uh, with uh, yourself, Ruri, and uh, the Edinburgh Cannons. You guys are the home team, I believe, tomorrow uh, versus the Devils. No, we are the visitors. The <laughs> Devils, um, by the fact that they won the only competitive game we played last season, they thus had the rights to be the home team, and we are the visitors. They had the better record technically last year. Want to know? You don't sound bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> Almost tied it up. <laughs> if I could just keep it fair, it would have been... Oh. Anyway. <laughs> So, Rudy, why don't you start by telling us about your off-season a wee bit? I mean, we've covered it a wee bit in the in the past on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, but why don't you give us a quick uh, time capsule of your off-season and uh, what we can expect from the Cannons this season? Um, off-season from the Cannons? Well, luckily, uh, we've been able to retain quite a lot of the players um, for all that hopefully wanted to try and start the season in 2020. Obviously, with a couple of notable losses from 2019, the last full season, Sam Davidson, of course, who technically I think is still reigning MVP in Cy Young since we didn't do that last year. Well done to him. Two years in the trot, kind of. Um, so, yeah, we've been able to retain a lot of the same core team, which has been excellent. We have a couple of additions, a couple of new uh, members joined us this spring, uh, who a couple of them featured in the Scottish team uh, that played last weekend in the Battle of Britain. They seem to get rave reviews, not just from their fellow Scots, but also from any of the opposing teams that I talk to. So 
it seems to bode well for the cannons. I think the phrase I heard a lot on the car ride down and most of the time in the hotel was, cannons are stacked, man. How? How? You know, it's people are in disbelief. So um, hopefully we can uh, carry that on through the season and just keep a good, what is a good cannons team? There's an excellent uh, vibe and conversation around the club. And there's a lot of excitement, I think, internally at least, for I'm the only one that remembers it, but the return to our glory days of the first four years of the Scottish National League. I remember it well. Come on. <laughs> I'm the only one left on the team, though, who can remind people that we did once used to win things, you know? No, it feels like it was an eternity ago now, but you guys actually had an electric 2019 season. We've touched on Sam Davidson, and he was a massive part of that. Mm. Uh, he's obviously gone. Uh, how do you... How do you guys continue at that level and then take yourselves to the next step uh, where it uh, becomes challenging more for that championship? Um, well, I think the, the 2019 season, of course, we had the electric pitching, but it was one man who was that electric pitching. And the problem we had in that season was we often didn't score a lot of runs alongside the pitching, which meant we kind of pitched. He had to do every inning. There was no kind of comfortable, we're enough head games now. I feel it's a more balanced team. We have a couple of, um, I want to, but Ren Quantrill has come along in the past couple of years. He is not someone who has just sat in his hands during COVID. He has been working out and working hard. He's been taking part in GB trips. And I think um, for those that maybe haven't seen him play in the past 18 months or two years, they're going to be pleasantly surprised at the level he's elevated, both as a hitter and a pitcher. Um, he's my sneaky pick, and obviously I'm biased for MVP this year, to be honest. Um, one of our new additions, uh, well, two of our new additions are also pitchers. Peter Rowe and Steve Silverberg. And so hopefully it means that we can rely not just on two degree one person, but we have a much more balanced full attack. And that means that it's not, uh, it doesn't rest on one person's shoulders, but it's a whole team that will hopefully be pushing us forward this year. Fantastic. Uh, teaser of the game plan for tomorrow. Uh, any starters we should look out for? Um, well, not me. I mean, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> See, you're aiming for manager of the year is what you're saying. Yeah, because I, 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 I ain't going to be playing this year. Um, I would keep an eye on... It's a tough one. I mean, like I said, my pick for person to watch would be Ryan Quantrill. Um, that's my person to watch. Outside of that, I think... Um, I, I don't want to give away too much, obviously. Uh, I'm taking this very seriously. The uh, Peter Rowe will be on the mound, and that's someone to look out for. I think there'll be some, uh, for those that haven't seen him, uh, people coming down, there'll be some in impressive oohs and ahs at that. I don't, want, I don't want to say much more. I want to I want to see all your surprise look faces when we come and see you all. So you're not going to tell us the new rookies of who you like, you know, because there'll be a few guys there that uh, they are going to be the key players, huh? I mean, from the rookies, um, we don't have that many brand new rookies the ones that we have are people who have actually been around the past two years and it's just a matter of there's a fair few folk where they've not um been able to play that much in two years and they just need time to get back into it if you know what i mean um for our rookies the big one that i'm interested about who actually just said to me earlier today that he's coming down is matthias son of our former starting shortstop in the glory years gilberto so we have a generational rookie who will be coming down uh hoping to emulate his father I've just told him to look out his dad's strip, so I don't have to suit him up with one of his own. So that's, uh, I think that's a player to keep an eye on. Um, after that, uh, we have fantastic uh, rookie woman player, Rebecca Robb, who wanted, again, wanted to start last year, but with the loss of the season, has had to delay that a bit. Again, fantastic player and someone to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. Fantastic, Rudy. Thanks so much. Jason, Jason Stott, the new... Comets manager, uh, you <laughs> took over at the start of 2020. Obviously, the 2020 season was wiped out by COVID. Uh, one competitive game last year was the Glasgow City Cup final. Uh, we managed to win that after a long and torrid time of trying to win that trophy back since 2014. Um, so pretty successful beginning. Um, talk about the off-season, um, such as it was, the, the long off-season for the Comets. What's changed in, among the Comets, this, uh, other than the managerial side of things? Um, how do we push to the next level and start to challenge for not only, you know, 
wins and derbies, but to, to get toward the top end of the table? Yeah, well, I guess our, our training in Glasgow is very much um, as a club, so we don't necessarily train team-specific. Uh, and my role in the club as president is obviously to make sure that both teams, the Galaxy and the Comets, are sorted. Uh, so training, I would say, went pretty well. Obviously, last season was a bit of a write-off, but we did try and get as much as we could in within the the restrictions. But I'd say it went well. Um, retaining numbers was probably the main point. We had a lot of guys that showed up last year as and when we could train outside, and it was just really trying to keep them entertained. But uh, I'm a big fan this year of the whole development league kind of aspect in terms of being able to differentiate between guys that have been around for a while and would really be expecting to push for a starting spot in a league game in comparison to guys that have maybe just showed up and still learning the game. It's good to be able to give them the opportunity to come get two or three innings in and then eventually when they get to the level they need to be, be able to push them into the starting nine. Um, and it would kind of give them a sense of achievement as well that they know they've got to the level that we expect them to. So, no, lots of uh, positives coming out of what was otherwise a torrid time, but looking forward to the season uh, with, of course, a new team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, as we touched on, uh, Comets won that City Cup for the first time in what felt like a decade or so. Um, You're not rubbing it in, are you? No, not at all. I'm a professional. <laughs> you seem to bring that up every chance you get. <laughs> it's been a while since they won something. They need to, they need to feel good about it. That's exactly it. Um, no, no. I'm going, this is this. There's a point to this, Jason. Uh, other Jason, back to you. Yeah, I know who you meant. Yeah. Um, does this, in your mind, turn the tables in any way? Does this make the Comets uh, the kind of favourite moving into tomorrow's opening derby, or is there still a lot of work to do there? Um, obviously, the psychological impact to the Galaxy potentially of losing Luke. Um, do you think that those the combination of factors is going to make uh, the Comets go into this with a bit more confidence? Yeah, well, look, uh, the, the Cup win last season was great. Um, I'd like to think, obviously, the, the team done that, but my 23 years of Scottish baseball experience had something to do with it, hopefully. Uh, but no, obviously there's an elephant in the room. Galaxy have lost a huge player. They've lost a, uh, a gold glove first baseman and myself. They've lost Luke as well. But um, no, look, the Galaxy are still strong. They've got, as uh, Jim and Andy will touch on later, they've got two or three great additions this off-season. So psychologically losing Luke is a big loss. Luke was great with you've went over that in the show before from a coaching perspective, playing perspective pitching is obviously very key in the league uh, however I think as the Comets we've retained a lot of guys, we've got um, the likes of myself, Santino guys that have played the game for a, a long period of time not necessarily good players but we'll, um, we'll, we'll do a shift and then uh, the likes of our new players, namely David, again, somebody that can step on the mound and do a shift. And the comeback of John Delson is going to be a, a big plus. Absolutely. It's going to be great to see Nelson back in the lineup. I think from a personal standpoint, it's always fun watching him hit balls. Um, so it should be it should be fun. Hopefully he'll be able to replicate the form he had in 2018. Um, same question to you, Jason. Uh, teaser for the game plan tomorrow. Anybody we should look out for? Very simple, get a W, hopefully get 10 runs in the first inning so we can get to the pub nice and early. <laughs> uh, nah, realistically, tomorrow will be a tough game, but we'll come out on top. I think everybody knows that. And then it's going on to the, <laughs> looking on to the, the second week against what will obviously be a, a stacked cannon side, as Rudy went over. Uh, in fact, the Edinburgh went down to two teams. They've obviously got the numbers. And they've got the, the quality. Aberdeen, same scenario. They've went from two down to one. Um, I think it's about time Glasgow 
kept the trophy for what would be four years in a row, similar to what the Canon said, but hopefully on the comment side of things, a Glasgow 1-2 would be nice. All right, thanks so much, Jason. Stephen Evans, you are back in the uh, the old uh, body Scotland. You've uh, been away for a couple of years, but you're back with the team that you helped found back in 2013, the Granite City Oilers. Just the one Aberdeen team this year. What does that mean for Aberdeen baseball this year? Are you guys uh, going to benefit from that, or are you guys still short? Yeah, no. Uh, like you said, we're down to one team, so uh, our talent's been consolidated considerably. We did lose some uh, key players. That's why we're down to one team. Um, but we're actually to the point right now where the club has recruited since we started, the, you know, formed the, the season up and committed to one team. We're now to the point where we could actually field two teams, uh, but we're sticking with one for the season since we already have the schedule. Um, but yeah, no, my, my lineup, I, I have a problem as a manager and that's having, you know, 12 to 14 starters and only having nine positions to put them in, uh, which is a problem I love having, but it means that, you know, I got to divvy out playing time. So I'm um, really excited to see how we do in the league. I think overall though, this league is going to be very competitive. You know, like uh, Rory says, stacked cannons, devils got uh, some good players. Um, Comets picked up some good pitching and galaxy is always a trouble. So uh, it'll be interesting. Tapeworth's only unknown. I don't know anything about really. So I'm really looking forward to tomorrow and seeing how it goes. I've got a scouting report on a pitcher from 2003. So uh, oh. that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, Steven, now you have had an off season unlike, you know, any of the other guys here and that you didn't really, you didn't really spend it here as of, as of noted, you've been away. Um, how has that impacted uh, your preparations and the preparations of the Oilers for the upcoming season? Obviously, um, how long ago also uh, did you know that there was only going to be the one team and, uh, you know, how did that factor into your preparations? Yeah, so uh, Aberdeen's kind of been a little unique compared to the rest of Scotland because, like, I think that at one point the rest of Scotland was more able to do things, but Aberdeen stayed more in a lockdown and we were, uh, weren't able to practice much at all. So um, me being away over the, the true offseason didn't really affect how we trained because we weren't able to do really hardly any baseball at all in Aberdeen until, you know, 2021 um and we came out of lockdown um but i mean we we've done the best we can with what, what, we've, what we've got you know what we were given um and i, I feel we've, we've gotten to a, a good place and getting ready for the season so excellent man i now i wanted to ask a, a potentially a tough question now you mentioned that there's uh, a couple of people who left now a couple of our then players went to Tapeport. um uh, what was the reason for that? And is there any bitterness on your end uh, that that's happened? Well, you know, there was talk about cash and a player to be named later, but that never came to fruition. Um, I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who got traded for a bag of baseballs? That's what I want to know. So. <laughs> no, uh, we, ha we had two, uh, two players, uh, Marina and Shane. Uh, they both moved down to uh, the Dundee area, I believe, for work. Um, and it was just – We'd love to keep them on the squad, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, I fully understand and can appreciate not wanting to travel up to Aberdeen for baseball. Cause you know, as you know, I'm living in Sterling and that commute is not fun. <laughs> so every, every yeah, home game is an away game for me. <laughs> yeah. You'll probably need to get moving in about a half hour if you want to get to the game again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. You can ride with um, us if you want. You can. I know. That's why, I'm, that's, we'll that's why I was asking what time you are leaving tomorrow. So I can <laughs> what time I leave. We'll just leave them on the side of the road somewhere so they don't have their starting pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how nice Steven, uh, same question to you. Uh, teaser of the game plan for tomorrow. And is there anyone uh, starting that we should be looking out for? Um, game plan for tomorrow is to go out and hit dingers, you know? Uh, no. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just really excited to see how the team um, gels and plays together because, you know, like we, we consolidate down to one team. So, It'll be interesting seeing that that chemistry from Express and Oilers come together uh, for the first time in, in a couple of years. Um, 
but yeah, no, I think I think uh, what you're gonna see tomorrow is we're gonna we're gonna put the bat on the ball, uh, put it in play, and uh, I think it'll be a fun game all around for us. Um, as for players to look out for, I mean, I got I got to mention Connor Smith. I mean, <laughs> Rui knows firsthand about him. I I, uh, I, I, I looked out for him, man. I, uh, <laughs> he kept he, the eye on the ball. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's been putting like Rory, he's been putting in a lot of work in in the downtime. I mean that that kid, uh, I, I love him. Uh, his his drive, his ambition, his push for wanting to just better himself is is unrivaled. And um, as a coach, I, I love to see that. So he's he's my number one watch out for him player this year. Um, as for rookies, got a got a new guy to the club. He's only been out there for maybe three four weeks tops. Um, but he's already proved that he's, he can be a threat with the bat, you know, and that's Hamish Ho. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he, uh, develops over the season and, uh, get him some game reps and, and out there. So how'd you guys feel holding up up there? Oh man, (sighs) we had to bring in 1800 pounds worth of materials just to, uh, make home plate playable again. Like we had like three inches of our home plate showing that was not safe, but, uh, it's looking a lot better. We put some work into the mound, got a new uh, pitching rubber, new home plate in there, uh, put some material around second base. So uh, it's not not perfect. It's not uh, like we played on last weekend down in Slough, but it's uh, it's certainly coming along. So I'm happy. Cool. Excellent, Stephen. And are you planning on starting the game on the mound tomorrow? Uh, we'll, we'll leave that uh, to find out till game time. <laughs> Depends if he's left to the side of the road or not. <laughs> right? <laughs> Gotta get a lift. <laughs> we got some spike strips somewhere along the along the highway. <laughs> oh. now, uh, Jim Siha, Andy Sweetie, you guys are both here in the stead of John Teeth, who is the manager of the Galaxy. Uh, so let's uh, ask you guys as a collective um, the same kind of questions. Uh, first off, tell us about the Galaxy's off season. Uh, we've obviously covered the, as Jason put it, the elephant in the room. Um, you guys did lose Luke in the offseason. He had a, a lovely wee send-off a, a month or two back. Um, how does that affect your preparations for this season? How have you guys mitigated it? And uh, do you still feel confident about winning a fourth straight title? Well, you can never really replace someone like, like Luke. Uh, but I think we've, we've started to learn how to defend again. Uh, we've not seen any balls hit into the outfield in a while, especially with him on the mound. So... We're learning to defend again. Uh, and yeah, we've been working on all the other pitchers, making sure they've got some reps in and things are looking pretty good for us. Excellent. Now, you, you have new additions as well have been touched on already. Do you want to cover the, the new additions to the Galaxy? All right, so we've got a couple of uh, interesting players, Zach and Miles, that have come down. I think Miles is formerly a, an oiler as well, so... Just give him a member. <laughs> Cannon, <laughs> Devil. I think he's played for almost everybody. <laughs> yep. He just wanted to complete the set. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, he's going to go to and... now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're looking pretty good out there. We've got some really enthusiastic rookies as well. Uh, especially with the development league, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be getting some... Uh, everyone's going to be getting game time and everyone's going to be improving. So, yeah, we're looking, looking forward to it. It should be fun. Perfect. Um, so, uh, before we go, so we were trying to guess what position is Miles playing. You want to give us a hint on what chance? So, we, so he started as a catcher for us. He's played some third base. He's played some outfield. You know, any chance you're going to let us know where he's starting? I'm going to I'm going to predict this. I'm going to say he's catching because I think that Jake will pitch more. Joe's on. He's starting on the mound. <laughs> yes. he's starting. I mean, when. No, I, th- I think I think we're going to make Miles umpire. Just go really out. <laughs> no, well, Miles, score. According to the feed, Miles is not watching, so that'll be surprised tomorrow morning. He's going to be scorer. The thing about Miles is he's you could put Miles in any position in it. You know, what I mean, yeah. pretty pretty versatile. So he's a good addition to the team. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I enjoyed what we knew Miles as like a 12 year old. So we've known <laughs> him for a long time. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a great player and, and fun to fun to have on the team. So I'm, I'm glad he's up your guys way. He's not and looking forward to the world. 
Oh, I mean, going back, hey, Luke, losing Luke is a, is a bit of a, a blow. But last year, uh, two years ago, when we went 10-1, and one, we didn't have Luke for five games that season. So we just have to get on with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you guys still have one of the most loaded lineups in Scottish baseball. And uh, I want to touch on the pitching side of things, though. Like, who do you guys see John Tafe relying on as the primary pitcher in Lukestead now? Or will it be more of a committee, a pitcher-by-committee deal that you guys go for this season? I get the feeling think- everyone's going to get a go at some point. Everyone on the team will get an inning. and You'll never know who you're going to face. We're going to proper do it like the race. <laughs> you guys have an opener. I love it. That's great. Exactly. <laughs> the, th- the thing about the Galaxy, we, we've no got massive hitters. We hit the ball in the play. We, and our defense is what's got us titles in the last three years. Yeah. I would agree with that, Jim. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the game tomorrow, uh, we taser in the game plan. Uh, I'm well aware that <laughs> I'm an opposition player, so you may not want to tell me too much, but uh, you got any kind of idea in mind of who we should be watching out for? Oh, this game plan's the same as every year against the Comets. Wind up Gio and Sani and you guys fall a bit. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, you haven't found out, John, you're coaching first base, so that's your surprise tomorrow. <laughs> Intentional walk, John Nelson, and that's it. Game over. I believe John's got a tree for a bat this year, so he's going to be hard to yeah. walk, intentionally walk him. <laughs> Please do intentionally walk him. I want to watch him break a bat over his knee again. That was quite a spectacle. <laughs> Remember, he, he broke a helmet one year, throwing it on the ground after I struck him out. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's very intense. He plays the game at an intense Love level. It. It's he picks up time. rocks for fun. Yeah, he he's a hard stones for fun. He's a big. Then he come back to baseball <laughs> because right. he can't pick up any rocks anymore. That's the problem. Right. They're not allowing him to pick up rocks. Right. <laughs> it's all a show. He's a big softy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So um, let's move on to Sylvan of the Edinburgh Island Devils. Welcome, Sylvan. And uh, we'll ask you the same questions to start with. Um, can you tell us a bit about the Devils off-season? Obviously, we've covered a wee bit. That we, uh, I mean, it feels like a long-ass time ago now that we found out that there was only going to be two teams in Edinburgh. It was supposed to be last season. Uh, that's still the case in 2021. Um, talk us through the off-season for the Devils, how that's been different, and what you expect from the team tomorrow and uh, this season. So what got different for me from previous years is... Uh, I actually got a lot of devils turning up to training, uh, which is uh, uh, quite a surprise because the past few years, you know, used to be just, you know, good regular, they would only turn up for, uh, for games. So having most of my guys at training really helped, you know, to, um, to choose, you know, what was going to happen uh, this year. Um, obviously, the mix that we had, you know, with, um, with the Giants, uh, you know, makes things a bit more interesting to see where people are going to be playing. Um, uh, but the mood is there. Uh, I mean, as usual, you know, we get a few uh, hot head we have to, uh, to manage uh, along the way. But uh, I've got a few people to help me. I've got uh, Coach Juan this year, going to help me uh, co-coach because I'm away for, uh, for a while in July. So uh, it's going to help a lot in there. Um, but that season was good. Um, mostly, mostly a lot of rookies and training, but uh, a lot of the new guys were going to make up the, the regulars, you know, we're there at most of the training, always happy to have the new guys. So yeah, it was actually, actually quite a good off season. So I was happy. Fantastic. Now, let me touch on what you said there about, you know, you've had most of your kind of core have been in training uh, most weeks. Uh, that's good for chemistry, but obviously with the Giants uh, bowing out just now, there'll be some extra additions from the Giants. Uh, how is the chemistry? Are you guys ready to go and, and, and you know, win ball games right now? Or are you going to give anticipated taking a while? Uh, I think you said in- hothead. So there can only be one person he's talking about there. <laughs> I, I get the floor. I get the floor. I'll let him do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Um, it's interesting. Uh, I'm not really quite sure how they're going to work. You know, I've seen them playing in a, as a whole, you know, only a few times. And um, the games I did in Tipper seems to uh, have, gone, uh, have gone nice. 
but um, because it was a mix of rookies and regular, right? I say rookies, it's mainly, you know, people have been there for a while now, but like, you know, I still need to work on their arms or, you know, on their defense. And um, so we'll see. I think Sunday is the first time we're actually putting all the regulars all together. And I don't think any of them has worked together uh, at all for, uh, so it's going to be the first time. So it's going to be very interesting to see how everything uh, mixed together. So I suspect it's going to get, take a couple of innings to, uh, to get in there, but uh, once it's going to be in, you know, I think we have a, we have a good, uh, a good lineup and a good defense uh, on the field this year. Excellent, Sylvain. Uh, same question then, uh, teaser of the game plan for tomorrow, anyone we should look out for? So you don't usually give any teaser, uh, you know, let the surprise work for us, uh, but I'm going to give you one, you know, it's like uh, tomorrow is going to be a lot of old men running bases. <laughs> we don't have a lot of new people, you know, younger. So uh, that, uh, it would be interesting to see the average age of our team, but uh, a lot of us are over our 40s. So it's going to be... 43. See? It's going to be, it's going to be interesting right. to see, you know... So the key to success for you is keep everyone healthy then and, and not end up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, no, in terms of who to look for... Uh, an interesting question because I've been asking myself uh, that as, uh, as well. It's like, I think the people I'm mostly saying, you look, uh, have a look at them, is uh, the people in the rookies because we have a few people who are not necessarily, um, uh, I would say, well versed in baseball, but have like very good uh, athletic skills. And I'm, uh, I'm waiting to see how they perform during the rookies because this is quite a few. Rookies that I, I can definitely see in the next year or two, you know, moving to the regulars, uh, just because you know they've got the they've got the skills, got the reflex and everything. Um, but in terms of the regulars, I'm not quite sure. I would probably tell you after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have you on. We're gonna have everyone back on as the season progresses there, and you can you can let out more of your secrets then and tell us what you think how the season's going along there. So. <laughs> Okay, and we will come finally to you, Jason West, the uh, Tayport Breakers. Um, it's been a project that's been a couple of years in the making for you. You've had you on the show previously to talk us through the process of getting that club up and running, uh, building the field. You guys finally play your first Scottish National League game tomorrow. How are you feeling about that? Uh, how are you feeling about the off-season? And what can we expect from the Breakers this season? And I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... You know, it's kind of hard to call it an off season because so far it's kind of the only thing that we've known is, you know, we, we've had a two year off season <laughs> and, um, you know, I think probably the to our benefit, actually, is, is that, you know, we we started out with big numbers when we first started off. And, and you know, I was originally, you know, I was thinking, OK, you know, how we're going to whittle this down a little bit, you know, to really find out who's going to be sticking at it. And, and, you know, a two year hiatus as it would be, you know, to see who's going to stick with it and, and who's going to keep training both on their own. And then certainly once we got back to being able to train, you know, what it really did for us was, um, you know, it kind of helped us to really find out who our, our core group is and, um, you know, the guys, uh, that, that, that we have out now, um, you know, there's no doubt in our minds that they really want to be there. Um, and I think, you know, that's something that, that you can't really put a value on. So, um, as far as our expectations going into the season, you know, we don't, uh, we don't expect anything, but we're going for everything, you know, um, I, being the, the kind of unknown as it were in the league, um, you know, and, it, and I'll be honest with you, you know, it, it's, it is a bit daunting, certainly playing teams with, uh, you know, years of, uh, of talent or, 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 or even just having the ability to play alongside each other um, and know how each other play. Uh, but certainly once you, you know, as we talked about earlier, condensing down some of these, uh, city teams into uh, super squads, as it were, uh, you know, it's going to pose uh, a challenge to to all the teams in the league, I think, you know, not just us. I don't, uh, 
I think this is probably going to be one of the strongest Scottish seasons we've seen um, in terms of depth. And, um, you know, from what I'm seeing for our guys, you know, I don't, I don't have any hesitation about entering in the league with what we have. Um, you know, I, I'd say probably the difference for us is that we have, you know, I'd say at least 60, if not 70% of our players would fall underneath the quote unquote rookie uh, guideline, you know, because, you know, officially they, they, they haven't had a lot of game time, if any. Um, but these guys have been out there working their tails off and we got guys that, you know, have, have come from other sports and things like that. We do have some veterans that, that, that have come from uh, different teams or maybe have, have just recently found us. Um, you know, uh, we got some talent on the field and, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things for us, it, you know, just having the experience moving forward. So I think, you know, it, it may take us a couple of games to, you know, to really get uh, comfortable. We're still moving people around and looking at people at different spots. We're, we're lucky that, that we do have several players that, you know, I feel confident putting them at multiple positions. So we're kind of dancing people around a little bit and, and, and seeing, you know, what's going to be that, that best scenario for us. And that may change from week to week. Um, but, you know, we got a few, we got a few aces up our sleeve and I think, I think we're going to be all right by the time, by the time things roll around. So. Your ace pitcher to arrest anybody in the way the games to help yourself out, are you? <laughs> see, only Steven. <laughs> see, you're not quite as on to things as you think you are there, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned aces up the sleeve. That takes me nicely to my next question. Um, any teaser for the game plan tomorrow? Uh, you seem to be keeping your cards close to your chest there. Um, not a chance. um is there anyone there that we might not know about that we should be keeping an eye on um i mean like i said like like i don't have a player on my roster that i don't have something positive you know that i could say about them um i mean certainly i mean like we got guys that you know that have been around the league for a little bit you know uh with 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 different teams obviously we talked about uh, marina and shane earlier and we're certainly glad to have them you know, but we've got, uh, you know, Scott Black and Ross Marnie as well in our two coaches. And, you know, they bring a lot to the table. Um, even our rookies, I mean, that have been here for two years is grinding it out, you know. Um, again, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to call some of those guys rookies, uh, you yeah. know, because they've been here since, 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 since day one um, and have just kind of grown exponentially. Um, I guess probably a new, a new face, uh to watch out for uh recently joined us maybe a month or so ago um uh, is uh ryan mandala um he's going to be playing a little bit for us uh, again not really sure where he's one of those guys that that you can put him in a lot of different spots and we're still looking for what's going to be uh his best location for us but he's but he's, he's a good ball player and uh we're excited to have him out as well excellent uh, I just want to finish up with one more question for you, Jason. Um, when we had you on the show previously, we were talking about your first couple of exhibition games, um, mm-hmm. and you talked about the, the butterfly feeling, the, the struggling to sleep the night before. How does the feeling now going into tomorrow, knowing that you guys are finally going to see all that work you've put in the last two years pay off and you're going to start your first National League campaign, how does this compare to the feelings that you had before those exhibition games? We're good, man. We're calm. Like, you know, it's just business tomorrow. It's all business. So we're good. Excellent. Thanks so much. Uh, I want to finish off then the show with one question for everybody that I want to go around. And in regards to the development league, Jason, uh, my coach there, uh, he mentioned it uh, in passing. Let's go a wee bit more in depth with that. How are each of you planning on managing the development games? Uh, development games, for anyone who's watching or listening who might not know, are 12 o'clock starts uh, before the league games this season. Uh, one hour or three innings, I believe, is the rule. Um, and it's for rookies and people adapting to new positions uh, or people who've uh, been away from the game for a long time and trying to get back in about it. Um, we'll start again with you, Rory. Uh, how are you planning on approaching the development league games? What would be your strategy uh, with, with those ones oh uh, great question um i think uh for us 
at the moment, like I said, we don't have so many rookies who are brand, brand new, but we've got a lot of folk who have only got two to three years experience, um, especially people who haven't had a chance to play a lot in the past year or so. For me, I want to just make sure that it's a learning experience. Um, I know it's a time limit game, but I have no problem as a manager calling time to make sure that if people make a mistake, they know, you know, what they should have done in, in, in exchange or where it is that things have gone wrong. I don't want to see, you know, there's the five run rule to stop it becoming a big uh, laughing stock game. But most importantly, it's, you know, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who wins or loses. It's about folk learning and folk taking what they learn from the games and then hopefully seeing them in the game later on that afternoon if they're, if they're playing in the game as well or taking it where they can work from not playing the developmental games and being a member of the Canons um, day in and day out. Excellent, really, thanks. Same to you, Jason. Sure. How are you planning on approaching that uh, that side of things, the development games? You were the one who brought it up earlier. Uh, what's your approach and strategy going to be uh, in terms of managing those games? Uh, so, yeah, just, again, the, the guys that would otherwise be struggling for game time, if we didn't have development games, the guys that would be getting put in for one at bat or one in and in right field, getting a chance to give them a full hour in the outfield, those guys that would be starting possibly a league game in the outfield and getting brought off halfway through, giving them possibly a shot in the infield, letting them try out a new position, and then the Possibly, again, the guys that have got a passion for pitching. Um, so for the comments, you're talking maybe young Louis Maguire, the guy who's put all of his focus in the last few years and trying to learn how to be a catcher, giving him a shot in the mound, uh, giving Danny Quinn a chance to perfect his knuckleball. Uh, looking forward <laughs> to seeing yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a good opportunity. And again, it's, it's more so to give guys that might have come up the park for the first time just a month ago, give them a good opportunity to get an hour in every week and then let them watch the league game afterwards, learn the, the rules. And as Rory touched on, if you make a fielding error, if you make a base running error, um, you kind of recap on it afterwards during every half inning, tell them where they went wrong and let them perfect it for when they're eventually ready to step into the big time. Fantastic, thank you. Same to you, Stephen. Stephen Evans, how are you approaching the development league games? How will your what's your management strategy going into those? I believe you're on mute, mute sir. Rookie error. Nope, it's gone. No, he's not on mute. <laughs> well, Hold on. Let's see if we can swing back around to you, Stephen. We'll go to Jim and Andrew just now. Uh, how is Mr. Tafe planning on managing the development league games? Uh, obviously, you guys are the three times defending champions of the league. Um, does your approach differ for that reason, given that you guys are the sort of big dog in the yard and you're trying to keep your, your place at the top of the deck order? Um, how does that factor into how development games will be managed? I don't think it makes any difference at all. The point of the development games is to give people who've not had the chance to play hmm. as much as they can. I think it will be interesting in the seventh and well seven inning games, but in the last couple of innings in the, in the actual league as well, when we're not making the the substitutions to bring someone in for their first at bat or for their second at bat, I think it's going to make a big impact in the league itself. Uh, but yeah, it, it's because the galaxy have been set in stone for so many years. We've had so many people playing the same positions constantly. It's going to be really interesting to give other people the opportunity to play positions. They might not get a chance at. And who knows, I might finally get a game at first base. <laughs> Jim, do you have anything to add? I just think it's the only way to keep people interested in the game. Guys are coming along, they're no getting game time. You don't see them again. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you'll know yourself we're going to training. The amount the turnouts for they want to join and then they don't get a game, you don't see them again. I think the way forward is this development league. Give them game time, let them pick up the skills, repetition, repetition, until they can step up, like Jason said. Fantastic, guys. Thank you. Silva, how are you approaching the development league games with the Devils? Uh, you've obviously got a mixture of kind of older, more experienced players, and you've got a few rookies there. How does that change your approach to that particular side of things? 
So I think it's more like a, a mind business rather than like a player player skills business at the moment because my, my issue, I've got a few rookies going to be super happy doing a development game. You know, they want to try a new, new position and everything, but I've got a few guys that are good, but not good enough uh, to be in the top nine. Uh, it's going to be a bit frustrating for them, but I think this development game is going to be good for them because finally they might, you know, the reality of things might sink to them that, you know, for the past few years, I've been at every training bashing to them, you know, that, you know, they need to fix this, 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 and, you know, they're not really following the advice and then they might start to finally realize, well, okay, if I really want to be on this top nine, I actually might have to work on this stuff that uh, I've been, Silva has been keeping me to uh, for the first uh, few years. So hopefully it's going to work that way. Uh, but I know a few guys are going to be a little bit frustrated on that, but I'm hoping that because not everybody will be always playing all, all the games, you know, Overall, through the season, that might still still work. Thanks so much, Sylvan. And uh, lastly, Jason West, how are you approaching the development league? Obviously, you've got a, a stable of people who, like you've touched on, a lot of them haven't really played the game before. So it's going to be interesting to hear your take on the development league because obviously you've, you know, you've had like these two years of frustration and stuff like that trying to put together your your, your nine. For the league games, obviously, with uh, with not being able to play last year, what's your approach to the development league? Are you do you have a, a team in mind for tomorrow, um, and then a team for the league game, or is uh, is is the development game going to potentially inform who ends up starting in the big game? Yeah, well, I mean, one one big thing for us has been, uh, you know, we want to try and make sure that, um, you know, that everybody feels comfortable playing. What I'd like to see is everyone feeling comfortable playing one infield position and maybe one outfield position, you know, um, as well as we're going to use it as, you know, a chance to develop our, our pitching depth, uh, but also catching as well. Um, you know, that's another skill position, you know, that, that, that you seem to have to coax people into trying, uh, you know, because it is a difficult position to play. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that the more depth that, that we can develop through those innings, then, then the better off we're going to be. But I think you will see, you will see some repetition of players between our developmental guys and our, and our regular guys, you know, they may be at different spots, you know, that's, that's going to be the, you know, the difference is that, you know, um, somebody, you know, who might be playing in our developmental inning on the infield, you know, you might see them again later in the game. It might be in in the outfield or, you know, depending on who we've got at what position and who's there on the day, you know, you may see them come up, uh, you know, sooner than maybe advertised, you know. So um, as the other guys have mentioned, it's just about getting the reps and the repetition and the experience to everyone. And uh, sometimes deep into the pool is the best way to learn. So uh, that's the way we're going to approach it. Crowd by fire. That's it. Crowd by fire. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you can. Yeah, can. I didn't have it on mute. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> My wishes came true. That's what it was. Let's go back to you, Stephen. Um, how are you management of the development games? Uh, yeah, so um, like I said, our club's grown so much, and we've ha- we've kind of been lucky in that aspect that we've had a flood of like true rookies come in. So um, for our development game tomorrow, we will have. Uh, I think it's uh, seven out of the nine will be true like rookies, uh, which is which is great to see. And um, I'm actually like leaning towards calling these games like single A because I want to try and trend that way. Um, But, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to to getting a lot of new players, a lot of reps Um, like Jason touched on. You want to like we want to work on our pitching depth, catching depth. Uh, I'm even taking it a step further and trying to train our uh, umpires, get more people involved in trying to get them umpires uh, training as well. Um, so just every little aspect of the game that we can help players develop and grow is, is what we're going to do with these development games for us. Fantastic. Thanks, man. We got there at the end, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, guys, thank you so very, very much for joining us today. It's been absolutely brilliant chatting with you all. Uh, finally, opening day is almost upon us. In two hours, it will be opening day. We are all 
I think we all deserve a, a summer of fun and uh, some baseball in our lives again. So uh, it's going to be great to get back on that field. Um, guys, uh, Jason, Jim, Andrew, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Everyone else, uh, look forward to playing uh, at, at your fields uh, and hosting you guys at our field uh, over the course of the season. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and uh, Jason and I will be here to cover it every week. Um, finally, uh, a full season of ball caps and bagpipes. Uh, can't wait. Uh, let's quickly just quickly jump over a couple of comments here. Uh, Mark Joss says, evening everyone, let's go Oilers. Uh, so uh, Mark, thank you for joining us today. Brian Clark, highlight so far, quote, I think Miles is umpiring. Uh, that was pretty <laughs> <laughs> Paul Convoy, the president of Baseball Scotland and a guy that I think we should all take a moment to thank for all of his efforts over the last year. Um, you know, with the pandemic and having to restructure the very essence of our league. Um, it hasn't been an easy task for Paul, so Paul, props to you and thanks so very much for your efforts. Um, I think I would speak for everybody when I say that. Um, everyone wants to see them that knuckleball, says Paul, and uh, Danny, our teammate, has uh, replied, you know it. Uh, I certainly I certainly love the knuckleball that Danny throws. Um, and then Paul again, yeah, baseball. And I think that's the perfect way to, to end tonight's show. Uh, thank you again for everybody uh, who has watched. And um, best of luck again. tomorrow. Come on, best of luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again to the panel, and the very best of luck to everyone. Enjoy tomorrow opening day. Um, go Comets, obviously. Um, <laughs> no bias here, and uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the season. Yep, and a big shout out to Mookie, Ren, and Panda who have been watching tonight too. I see you guys have been on there, so um, they haven't said anything in there. But yeah, we, we've had up to 20 people live tonight, so that's pretty good. And then we'll see what happens when the thing was there. But yes, we'll be back at our normal Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock. We'll be live. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll recap the games, everybody, and we'll have one of the coaches on to tell them what their thoughts about the game on. So. Spread the news, guys. The audio version of this podcast will be out in time for everyone making the journey to their games. So get everyone told about that. Um, <laughs> visit us at anchor.fm slash caps and pipes. We're obviously on facebook.com slash caps and pipes. Twitter, it's at caps and pipes. Instagram, it's ball caps and bagpipes. Um, you can find us on YouTube by searching ball caps and bagpipes. There's also a link tree, uh, which it is has all the links to everything you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, is that just linktree.com? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know anything about tree. Um, yeah, check out uh, the feeds uh, on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else. Uh, you can just get it by searching ball caps and buy pipes or via the old uh, link tree there that Jason's put together. The YouTube's incorrect at the moment. We will, I think it links to your own personal one. Uh, I'll do a live show by myself, so yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that sorted and uh, we'll, we'll fix all that up. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Thanks for everybody who's watched. And we'll call it a night right there. Good night, everybody. <laughs>